Absolute Radio is where you can hear Prince, Mumford and Sons, and I will wait, I will wait for you, and the Killers. Can you read my Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Absolute Radio is the home of rock and roll football. Barclays Premier League football commentary every Saturday afternoon. There once was a wealthy man who had a wonderful idea to bring children from all places with all kinds of faces together into a sailing ship. There were 40 boys and girls. They would sail their ship around the globe, so they called it. The United World The ship was just three weeks from shore When a hurricane bore down The waves were big as mountains They felt they would surely drown They jumped into the lifeboats Rowed away from the wreck They didn't count them, they hadn't time Five children were left behind The children the storm all night and finally fell asleep They didn't realize the ship had been blown across a reef into the lost islands But hiding in the bushes was a watchful pair of eyes And living in the valley were people lost in time Ruled over by a tyrant whose face was in a mask Children must defeat him so they can escape at last from the lost islands. The lost islands. Can this show get any worse? Ian Lee on Absolute Radio. Surely the best theme tune to any television show because it completely sets it up in the song. Do any other theme shows? Set the show up so perfectly. Oh, double three, oh, one, two, three, twelve, fifteen. Kevin Smith and penises tonight. Yes, the fresh Prince of Bel Air, David Turner's, uh, sums up the story pretty well. We're looking for theme tunes that sum up the story or set the premise. Oh, double three, oh. One, two, three, twelve, fifteen. Side problem with the phones. Call up. I should be able to answer you. I don't think Eloise can. Let me just check. I'm saying that. Can I? <laughs> oh, dear. No, no. Phone system's knacking in here as well. Oh, balls. Oh, balls. That was supposed to be the... Uh, it's going to be one of those shows uh, uh, tonight, dear listener. That was supposed to be the long one. And uh, now I've knackered up phone box here by trying to close it and reopen it. And I've reopened it again. And... Um, there's a call coming. Could someone give us a call? Oh, double three oh one two three twelve fifteen, and we are having a little bit of trouble with what I like to call the phone system, in that it would appear that we can't take any calls. Is that what it appears to be, okay. Eloise? Oh, she's talking to someone. She's talking to possibly to a technical boffin, who I suspect is going to suggest that we move upstairs, which is always a fun thing to do seven minutes into the show. So. Uh, an exciting day today. I um, um very, very close to a breakdown. We'll discuss that maybe tomorrow, show, unless I check myself into a clinic, which I might do. 
Uh, but to uh, fill the empty void in my life, I invited all of you, dear listener, to join me um, at a screening of Irish film The Guard at the Prince Charles Cinema. Um, oh, hang on a second. Pe- uh, hello, Le- Pez? Hello. Hello? Where are you? Well, you're on the speakerphone in the studio. I've just called a normal number. But what? But how have you come onto the speakerphone in the studio? Uh, um, uh, playing through mobile. Right. Could you try calling again? I could do. Okay. Um, I don't know how that happened. Let me try. Um, hello, line two. Hello. Who's there? Hello. Okay. This is this is for a phone-in show. It's only slightly worrying. Uh, let's try. Hang on a second. Let's try line. Four. It's just ah, it's just line four that that seems to be knackered, Eloise. That seems to be a phantom call. Right. Let me just try this one again. Hello, line one. Who's calling on line one? Hello. Hello. Is that Pez? Yeah. Yeah. What? What number are you dialing? Whoa, wee, whoa. Could you say that in English, not Chinese? OK, but how come you're getting through to the studio speakerphone? OK. Uh, have, are you dialing a different number? No, I was OK, because the, you could only get through to the speakerphone if you dialed the, the actual speakerphone number, which is an 0208 number. 0207 number, sorry. Um, well, Pez, this is uh, confusing. I don't quite know how to proceed. OK, let's do that. Um, so thank you to... If you do know the, the studio number, the, the 0207 number, don't call it, please. It's, it's, it's classified information, uh, and we would rather that you didn't use that to access uh, the show. It just kind of slows things down, makes things a bit complicated. Anyway, I invited you all to come and see... I'm having to spend a lot of time out of my house because um, we've got building work going on. My wife and son have moved away... Um, and uh, I'm spending a lot of time wandering the streets trying to find uh, Cafe Nero's because they're the ones that have free internet access. And I invited you all to come and see a screening of Irish movie, The Guard, uh, at the Prince Charles Cinema this afternoon at 1.45. And I'd, I, I'm, I'm pre- pleased to say three of you turned up. And what fun it was. What a, a lovely afternoon we had. Irene, uh, Seb and Al all turned up. And because there was only three of them, I paid for them to come in as well. That was the thing I paid. I didn't mind. Had there been hundreds of you, swarms of uh, Ian Lee fans, then I would not. I would not have paid. But because there were only three, and they were nice, and also Irene. Irene, let's be honest, is an old lady's name. She's not an old lady. She's a very nice, uh, attractive young lady. Uh, and it was uh, interesting. And I, I couldn't remember her name because I thought her name can't be Irene because that's like a nana's name, Nana Irene or something. So to have a, I say young, you know. Let's not get carried away here. But to, to have a youngish lady with, with an old person's name is good. Uh, 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 it'd be interesting. Is anybody out there youngish with an old person's name? 0330-123-1215. I say call that number. You know, the, the, the phones are obviously a little bit to cock, um, really. But we'll, we'll get there. You know, the beauty of this show. It's not like your Stephen Nolans or your Victoria Derbyshire's or, or your Matt Ford's. Or your Christos, or your James O'Brien. It's not like that. Bit slapdash, this show. 
Um, so when things go wrong, we can pretend it's us being a bit avant-garde, a little bit dangerous, um, you know, that, that, that that's the way it's meant to be. I would love, I would love to be able to do a slick kind of uh, James Max style show. James Max, use. I'd love to be able to do that. Like James Max, who does all the slick phone-ins and the business, does all that as guests. I can't... I, I don't have the Max gene. So, you know, we kind of just shuffle shuffle on. Oh, double three, oh. One, two, three. Twelve, fifteen. I'm looking for youngish people. I don't want young people. I want youngish people with old people's names uh, and theme tunes that pretty much set the scene. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, The Lost Islands you heard there, which is a 1970s version of Lost. Um, Ghostbusters, someone uh, uh, tweeted, you don't even need to hear the theme tune. It says it all. It's all in the title, Ghostbusters. 0330-123-1215. At some point this evening, we've got Kevin Smith on the phone as well, which is very, very exciting. Loads of you have sent in your questions. You can still send in questions for him. I've heard he's pretty much will talk about anything. I'm hoping that's the case. Uh, Ian.Lee at absoluteradio.co.uk is the place to send your questions. We tweeted that email address earlier in the day, and I spelt it wrong, so I'm guessing a lot of those um, questions got lost in the post uh, somewhere. And then after midnight, we've got the puppetry of the penis blokes coming in again. It, it would appear to the casual listener that I'm vaguely obsessed. And I am obsessed slightly with Fitch, who's the Australian chap, who has got the lowest hanging nuts I've ever seen in my life. Quite remarkable. <clears throat> right, I'll shut up. Can you... <laughs> is anybody... It, it, maybe the phones are knackered because no-one's calling in. I, I would like to test to see if I can answer a phone call as well. OK. Let's... OK. Yes, I've thrown out some excellent topics. OK. But we're also doing a phone test. Oh, double three. Eloise, there's a phone call. Okay. You can take it. Hello, it's Absolute Radio. Oh, Who's calling? Exciting. Yes, it's working. OK. Hello, Jackie. How are you? We can hear Jackie in the background there. <laughs> well, welcome back. Oh, what do you Jackie. want to chat about this evening? Jugs. Oh. Hedgehogs. Oh, he- <laughs> I thought she said jugs. <sighs> jugs. Sorry. I'd rather talk about jugs. I'll call you straight back. Hedgehogs. Right, Jackie, bye. <laughs> Hedgehogs. I thought she was on about jugs, as in ladies' parts. Ladies' parts. Well, there we go. Oh, double three, oh, one, two, three, twelve, fifteen. That's the way it works. You phone up, you'll speak to Eloise. It's delightful. Isn't her phone manner fantastic? Um, and she'll give you a call back, so it won't even cost you that much money. I'll shut up now and play a record. <laughs> Chris, of course, the A-Team theme sets it up entirely. Theme tunes that set up the story. 033-0123-1215. Sky. Believe in better. Up to £60 standard setup. HD channels depend on package which start from 30.25 a month. UK households. Hey, minimum contract and further pounds uh, Ian Lee on Absolute Radio. take you, like, literally in 10 seconds. Oh, All there right. we go. Cheers, Kevin. Bye. Did you just whisper into my ear that he's gone to the loo? Yes. <laughs> he's back now, though. Is he back? Oh, good. Is that Kevin Smith? Hello, everybody. How are you? And number one or number two, sir? This is, it was number two I had to get rid of. <laughs> I've never, I was I terrified that I rushed upstairs 
to get the phone. I was terrified if the wife came back while I was still on the phone and yeah. then she went no. to the bathroom, no. I'd look like a total pig. Can I just say that it's, it, I, I've never started an interview by asking someone if they've just done a poo or a wee-wee. That's uh, it's fir- weird. I start every interview telling people which one I've done. <laughs> it's nice to talk to you, man. How are you doing? You're right. Excellent talking to you. I feel great, man. It's, it's been cool. We, we took the movie over here, yeah. showed it in London. Uh, last night, tonight we showed it in Glasgow. Tomorrow we go to, I think it's either Manchester or Birmingham, and then uh, come back to London. This is Red State, of course, you're this talking about. This is Red about. State, and it's been wonderful. The movie plays so well over here, yeah. just like it does in the States, but it plays a little bit differently because it's a movie that's kind of about America yeah. to some degree, so yeah. it, over here it plays even fucking better. Whoa, sorry. whoa, hey, sorry, watch, sorry, watch, watch your language, Kevin. Goodness <laughs> sakes, sir. My Yellow best. card. Uh, the thing I've just noticed about you is you sound exactly like John Goodman. Get out of here, really? You sound exactly like John Goodman, who that is fantastic would stand a reason, because, like, me and my wife, we've been married about 12 years, right? Six years in, we had the worst argument we've ever had in our marriage where, like, you just start swinging, man, trying to hurt each other. You don't even yeah. care. You forget what you're fighting about. You just want to do some damage. And after, like, an hour and a half of that, of just swinging at each other emotionally and whatnot, <laughs> finally, I, I, I was empty. I was tapped. And yeah. I was like, you know, I went with the old standard of, like, why did you marry me then anyway? Yeah. And my wife, without missing a beat, she shoots back, because you remind me of John Goodman. There you go. Fantastic. So it worked out. I told him that because he's in Red State and he was yeah. on set. And I told him that. He's like, it sounds like I got you laid, young Kevin. <laughs> you, you, you owe him one. I do, big time. You totally. You, you have to lock him in a room with your wife. And, you <laughs> no, know. Well, that I won't do because no. she loves John Goodman. <laughs> Isn't he one of the best actors in the world? He is hands down. Not only was one of the best actors, but like such a sweet guy. Yeah, um, good. A dude I'm who glad. like he stands in for himself on a set. Like usually actors have a stand-in yeah. that you light while they go off and text or something like that between takes. And this dude actually stands wow. in for himself. He's the guy you most want to be when you grow up. Because he was, because I, I, I was never a big fan of Roseanne. I, right. I never really got it. But then I saw him in True Stories, the David Byrne film. Oh right, yeah. Where he was like movie. talking about being a panda bear. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a great movie that no one's ever seen? It's a phenomenal flick, man. It's a, a David Byrne flick from back in the day. Yeah. It was a true indie film, yeah. uh, very, very esoteric. And John, it's John Goodman's. I think it's his first movie role. I think actually. it was his first. Is is kind of his big break. Yeah. I mean, Revenge of the Nerds came either right before or right after that, yeah. where he played like a tough guy coach. But generally speaking, I think it was the the the, um, the David Byrne movie most people recognize. I, I, I kind of think like I don't know if you've ever seen Head, the Monkeys movie, but True Stories is kind of like an eighties version like of that. Head. Yeah, yeah, very much like yeah. that. And I think he said that like David Byrne in a few interviews was talking about how Head was influential. Well, do you know what? I interviewed David Byrne about six months ago, and I said that to him, thinking he'd, he'd embrace me as like a kindred spirit. And he went, "Oh, I've not seen that movie. Get out of here, yeah. really." He'd never seen Head, according to him. That's weird, because I remember, I thought I read an article where he talked about it, but I, maybe, maybe I'm just putting words in his mouth. Oh, oh. Either that, or maybe he's like, I don't want to talk about Head no more. Maybe he's talking out of his ass. Yeah, Let's really. Be honest, that David Byrne. He is, he is a genius. He, he is a genius, and he's, he's uh, he, you know, he's one of the, the, the three people I'd go gay for, totally. Yeah, I got a list of ten. He's not on it, but wow. I like Who, him a lot. Give us a couple from your, your list of ten. Uh, you know, Affleck's definitely one. Really? Wow, yeah, he's a good-looking Over guy. here, there's actually some local color, like Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, not so much Edgar, but Simon and Nick, definitely. Yeah, yeah wow, okay, well, um, I'm sure that can happen. I could probably hook that up. Yeah, I've definitely. A few times. Red State, uh, I, I, I didn't enjoy it, but I don't think I'm meant to enjoy it, am I? Because it's yeah, quite it's uncomfortable viewing. Yeah, it's meant to make viewing. you shift in your seat It did a lot, man, it's uncomfortable. And when I say that, it's not an insult at all. It no, was... no, that's, that's the highest compliment you could give this movie. Like, I'm known for doing comedy generally, yeah. but this time around I went for something completely different. I mean, there's some laughs in it, some dark satire, yeah. but it's a it's an unsettling flick. And, and whereas, 
you know, Clerks and Mallrats were, were were like comedies. This one is a horror movie, more like Jersey Girl. But it, it's also, it's kind of like two movies in one. It starts... Three, actually. I tried to cram three movies into one. Like, the... what, what I did while I, was, while I was writing it, I said, any time where I know where the movie's going, yeah. that means the audience is going to know where the movie's going. Yeah. So basically, shift. Like, yeah. as soon as I know what's happening, jump and make a completely different flick. And then you'll leave the audience kind of second-guessing and wondering if you could just tie all that flick together yeah. with a, one cohesive storyline, then you can shift tones, you can shift movies, you can, like, at one point, we hand off from a horror movie to, like, a religious meditation yeah. um, on intolerance, and then we hand off to an action movie. Like, it's kind of fun. Well, then it's like a, a, a political conspiracy thriller mm-hmm. type thing. Because uh, it starts off, you know, being kind of like a, a goofy... It's probably four. It's like a goofy team movie at the it, start. That's how it begins, very then simply. Then it turns into hostile. Yeah, uh, and then, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but it's it's it, you you don't know what you're getting even until the very last moment. It's one of these flicks where if anybody walks out of it going, "Oh, I've seen that before," they're yeah. lying. <laughs> yeah, they're flat out lying. You could be like, "I don't like this movie," or you could be like, yeah. "I love it," but you can never be like more of this. You know, it's it's nice. It's it's a real. A, a movie that makes you think, and like, because most times we go to the audience, we don't uh, to the films. The audience doesn't really have to engage; we just watch yeah. as an audience. And yeah. this movie forces you to actually think ahead of it, or try, or play catch up. So it's constantly kind of engaging the creative side of your brain. And even, you know, even if you don't like guns or religious right wing freaks or uh, the government agents, there's a hot girl in in shorts as well. Yes, so oh, in jean shorts. Everybody's happy. And Daisy man. Dukes. I throw in a little something for everybody, man. If, if you can't. <laughs> Stand that satire. I'm like, look at the cheesecake. There's a moment in the movie, my wife's in the movie, and there's a moment where she's firing an automatic weapon over a giant cross, and I'm like, there's nothing sexier than this. <laughs> it's a very, very sexy movie. Uh, now, you're d- distributing this differently. You're not going to, like, the, the money people or in the, something. Well, here in the, in, the, in the UK, it's all about the money people. Like, yeah. E1 picked us up, and thank God, because for back in the States, for the last six, eight months, I've been taking the movie out myself, and that's gratifying, but it's hard work, dude. Yeah. And you're alone. Like, basically, you're making phone calls. You're figuring out what things cost. We had a real skeleton crew. So it was nice to kind of come over here uh, to show to Flick where it's more traditional, where we had a distributor pick up the movie, and, like, they make all the decisions for you. Like, here, you got to sit down, talk to these cats, and then go to a screening here. And that's nice. It's, it's nice to have somebody pointing and being like, do this, do this, because we left it behind when we distributed the movie. But why ourselves. did you do that in the States, then? You know, honestly, like, in the States, unfortunately, they over market like they spend millions of dollars i was looking at we made a movie for five million less a million dollar for a tax rebate so all all in four million dollars yeah now if we had sold it to say in the states lionsgate lionsgate is one of the most responsible marketing studios on the planet they don't spend a lot of money to release their movies generally they don't spend more than 20 million that's an industry low 20 million to put commercials on tv wow. billboards outside newspaper magazine ads million. stuff like that so i'm sitting there going my movie costs four million then we're going to tack on $20 million in marketing on top of it. That means yeah. I've got to make $24 million to break even, but that's not even true because that box office figure they report, that's not accurate. Like, they tell you one figure, but really the studio gets half of that, the exhibitor gets half of that, the people who own the theaters. So now I don't have to make $24 million back. I've got to make $48 million back on a $4 million horror movie. Wow. And I was just like, you know what, there's a better way. I've got all these Twitter followers. I got a podcast network that's like got subscriptions up to about three hundred thousand per episode. I'm on I'm on stage. I can get onto a radio station. Like I could do this myself. I don't need to spend that money to let people know the movie's coming. That's all marketing is. Just tells you when the movie's coming. But 
if you if you shrink kind of the window you're going after, you know, everybody wants everybody. Yeah. Everyone wants everyone to spend their money and come out to the movies. But if I'm like, nah, if we don't spend that big marketing chunk, we can just literally go after people that want to see this movie. Yeah. And at that point, that's not marketing. That's just literally letting them know, hey, the movie's coming. And then, so we held this, uh, we held 15 screenings across the country, kind of one-night-only events in big theaters. We started at Radio City Music Hall in, uh, in New York. Yeah. And it was lovely, dude. It was like a rock concert every night. And we were charging like 50, 65 bucks a ticket because that's what people just pay to see me stand there by myself in Q&A. This time we came back with a movie. So when, you, when people are charging 50 or 65 bucks to, to see the flick, you're not going to get a bunch of cranks in the audience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like generally speaking, the people that want to be there want to be there. If you lose the audience at that point, you've done something really horrible yeah, because they're coming way. in hoping that you win. So every night was like a rock concert. Man, I'd come up and introduce it. The movie is like a guitar solo, and then I'd get up and do another like two hours of Q and A, where I just tried to tell the audience, like, "Look, I'm an I'm a simple chimp, and I pulled this off. That means you could do this too. Whether you want to make a movie, yeah. write a blog, write some music, like, come on, take the chance. There's no point in in not doing it, not giving it a shot. There's another way you could market in this country. You could. Um, we have uh, young Chinese lads that go around pubs selling hooky DVDs for for. Four or five quid. I'm happy to do that as well. It's, man. We it's got an those audience. in the states too. Uh, I didn't, they weren't. No, it, there's not. It's not uh, reserved for a nationality. Oh. Everyone does it. In the that, states. That's the beauty of America. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's the movie comes out the moment you walk out of a movie theater. You can literally buy it on the corner outside the movie. I listen, I've got some questions from listeners. Is there right, Kind of put them to you. We've got. Um, Al says, these are all about different stuff, so I'd... L- l- well, actually, before we do Al's question, yes. I have had so many people tweeting me uh, and uh, emailing me, and if you don't know answer any of these, then say so. Was Bruce Willis really that much of a dick? Bruce Willis was... Uh, you know, I don't know if he was a dick or if I just wanted him to be somebody that he wasn't, yeah. but he wasn't that helpful, and at the end of the day, he wasn't that nice either. Like, when we worked together on... Uh, uh, live free or die hard. I think over here was die hard 4.0. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I had a bit part in it and stuff, but I wound up working there a week and side by side as an actor, I got along well with him. He yeah. was very nice to me, but the moment they put me into a position of, uh, you know, perceived authority, like you are the director of this movie, yeah. uh, you've seen his movies. He don't take well to authority. So, you know, <laughs> just like, like in the pictures, it was the life. same thing. So like I would go try to direct him and the dude wouldn't have it. Yeah. Like he was like, I don't need your help. And then I go direct Tracy cause Tracy wanted it. But then Bruce would get mad that I was directing Tracy. It was weird. It was strange. I mean, this is a dude who's been in this industry 25 years, yeah. quarter of a century. He's a huge movie star. And I'd never worked with a huge movie star before. Please yeah. don't tell Ben Affleck I said that. But at the end <laughs> of the day, like, you know, those cats come with a certain set of expectations and a, a massive ego and yeah. years of experience ahead of you. Yeah. And he came of power, came to power and came of age. Um, in a time when, like, you know, in the 80s, where there was lots of excess and actors ran the business, you know what I'm saying? Like, an actor could get a movie made or shut down and stuff. So he's just a different breed of cat altogether, man. And it was a weird experience. It was, I mean, thank God for everyone else. Like, yeah. uh, Tracy Morgan over-delivered. Sean William Scott over-delivered. Yeah. Made it easy to work with. Kevin Pollack, uh, Adam Brody, uh, Anna DeLaRogora. But, you know, Bruce was just kind of odd. Okay. A lot of these questions, I, 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 don't, I don't know what they mean. They may refer to in-jokes with you. Fair enough. Stephen Potter wants to know, how big is Liam Neeson's penis? Ah, there's a podcast we do called uh, <laughs> Hollywood Babylon. That, yeah, go on. Hollywood Babylon is a podcast. And uh, on it, uh, I'm, I, uh, early in the shows, I was fascinated with, I'd heard 
Liam Neeson was massive. <laughs> the legend around Hollywood is he was the biggest in the business. My mom will be pleased. Wow. Oh, somebody said that beyond the knees and, and oh, as thick, <laughs> thick as an Evian bottle. It's a, it's a Roddy McDowell. Okay, wow. Oh, huge. So it always fascinated me, and I would bring it up whenever somebody talked about, like, this movie's going to be big. I'm like, big? Like Liam Neeson? <laughs> so there was a guy in Glasgow, this wonderful dude. He put together yeah. a Tumblr, a blog yeah. called uh, Liam Neeson's and It's the C Word. And you could go there now, and basically what you do is anybody can add a joke. And it's a joke that goes, uh, Liam Neeson's, you know, C is so big, and then people go, how big is it? And then you add something ridiculous to it. So a just common joke would be, uh, Liam Neeson's, uh, you know, thing is, is uh, so big, the audience goes, how big is it? You go, it's so big, they need an elevator to help him have sex, and it's called Schindler's Lift. You know? <laughs> so stuff like that. It's basically a variation of the, the Chuck Norris jokes where, you know, yeah, Chuck yeah. Norris is so badass he could do this. So this guy in Glasgow put together this Tumblr about 20 weeks ago, and he sent it to us. He's going, like, this is just a place anyone could put Liam Neeson jokes. And so we started closing our show with it. Um, and we closed the, every episode of Hollywood Babylon. You hear Ralph go, like, this comes to us from the Garmy base in Glasgow, you know, the Liam Neeson's blank tubbler, uh, and here's the list. And we close our show every week by reading other people's jokes Fantastic. about Liam Neeson's member, and it's it's so fun, dude. I, I, I've just got to know one day yeah. if he's ever heard it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I, like, we, we dream, me and Ralph dream of a day where he's in town and he comes up to read them with us. <laughs> oh, that's got to You can make that happen. Did you have the I've got to imagine, but he's a classy actor. Yeah. You know, I doubt it. he'd be throwing with me. Uh, Lance uh, wants to know if you're bringing Ralph Garman over to the UK anytime soon. I'm going to try. We're coming back over in February. We came out here for to show Red State this week, and... And everywhere we went, man, uh, London, uh, Glasgow, and then we went to uh, tomorrow we're going, I think it's Manchester and then Birmingham. They sold them out instantly. Yeah. So the crowds here have been very lovely to us. We're coming back in February, me and Jason Muse, with a podcast called Jane Silent Bob Get Old. And we're doing London. We're playing the Hammersmith Apollo. I think it's almost sold out. It was like uh, last I checked yesterday morning, it was 2,500 seats wow. out of 2,800 were sold. Yeah. So I think there may be a ticket or two left. Uh, then we're going to Manchester and we're going to – Edinburgh and over to Dublin. Brilliant. So while we're coming over for that in February, being that the tickets are selling so well, I might hit up Ralph and be like, Ralph, take the trip out. We could set up secondary Hollywood Babylon gigs. Yeah. I mean, these podcasts are fun. Like, since we record them in front of live audiences out in California or whenever we're on the road, people listen to them and, and it's interactive. Yeah. Like, oh my God, and they imagine being in the room. So us going on the road, it's very simple. It's like, hey, now you can be there as well. And it's so much damn fun. Listen, man, where can you get the podcast from? Because I, I, I've, I've, these have completely missed me, gone by me, but oh, loads this, of people yeah, have said they're awesome. free time, man. I'm, I, I'm the bug. See, I love what you do. Like, I'm done with film in my head because I've always wanted to do radio. Radio is theater of the mind. You know yeah. how effective that is? Yeah, yeah. You can live in the nooks and crannies of everybody's life. You can drive with them to work. You can be with them in the shower you could be with them at a doctor's office when it's like they've got four people ahead of them nothing to read and they yeah. turn on their uh, smartphone and listen to you or something like that so i've always been very interested in that and a couple of years ago we started doing these podcasts one was called smodcast and then after a couple of years we started doing more and over at a website called smodcast.com right. there's about 26 different podcasts i think i'm a host or co-host of about 18 to 20 of them now uh, one of them's Hollywood Babylon, one I do with Jason Mewes. It's all about his 
the comedic side of him he's battling drug drugs. Yeah, that's and that's his addiction. Hearing. Yeah, we literally use it as kind of a uh, wow. a podcast where what do they call it? like intervention podcast where he gets <laughs> they talk wonderful stories about like being screwed up on drugs because yeah. they're very funny. And is stories, he clean now? Is he, he's clean, is he? He's clean now. That's a, that's part of the podcast. Like we'll be like, how many okay. days you've been clean? He'll be like five hundred and twenty days wow. or something like that. So it's it's funny and it's useful yeah. to him and stuff. But there's a bunch of different ones. Yeah. Hopefully, we're going to bring uh, Hollywood Babylon with us when I come over with Jay and Bob. Get old. Okay, one last question from uh, from the listener. This is from uh, Alistair, who says, uh, "In a world where most people can't be friends with their exes, how awkward was it getting uh, Joey Lauren Adams, your ex girlfriend, to act in a role based on herself in the film about your relationship and subsequent breakup?" Uh, well, that, the trick to that was. We were together at the time, oh, so then it was easy. Right, okay. Once the movie was done and we went out and publicized it and whatnot, that's when the, we started her. fraying. Yeah, I think, you know, it had a lot to do with, like, so many interviews were about, oh, man, he wrote this about you, and the character's such a slut. You know, and she was just <laughs> like, she got tired of it after a while and stuff, so eventually she uh, the relationship went by the wayside. She started dating Vince Vaughn, so she traded up in a big time. Well, you say, you say traded up, but come on, some of those Vince Vaughn movies are pretty. But apart <laughs> yeah, from Dodgeball, so what's a, he done? He's a thin boy. Even if he makes crappy movies, he's thin. He's like not that, that, he's that, not that means thin, that Kevin. She could she could actually enjoy a man getting on top. When you're with Kevin Smith, <laughs> I lay down. You do all the work. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want me on top of you in case I lose my balance and crush you. But Vince Vaughn, he looks like the kind of dude that might get up enough initiative to jump on top every oh, once Jesus. in a while. Uh, and, oh, actually, one last question. Someone. Are you aware of, of Axe Cop? I'm sorry, say again? Are you aware of Axe Cop? What is that? Ac- oh, man, you'd love it. You're into your comic books and stuff, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Axe Cop is awesome, right? It's this American comic, and it's um, written by a five-and-a-half-year-old boy, and his 30-year-old brother or half-brother is a, is a, 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 cart- a cartoonist, an right. artist. And so he draws the story that this five- or this six-year-old kid writes. They're mental, man. And it's about Axe Cop? It's about Axe Cop. And it's, it's a cop with an axe? Yeah, exactly. It, uh, go and Google it. I think if you go to axecop.com, there's there's a whole website, and it's beautifully done. You know, it's a proper comic book. Yeah, like it's the real artist drawing the story really of a five-year-old we've, kid. We've had him on the show a couple of times, and they're just awesome. I'm in. I want to go check it go out. Go and check out axecop.com. I think you'd love it. Kevin, listen, man, it's awesome. So Red State, is, is, is it getting, like, a proper official release? Over here, over yeah. Here? We just did, uh, like, a bunch of shows this week, but it comes out, I think it's uh, September 20th, I want to say, or something like that, but it's say in it. theaters. Like, that's the neat thing on Twitter is people have been tweeting me from, from the U.K. going, yeah. like, I saw a trailer for your movie in theaters. I saw a poster and stuff. And we didn't really have that in the yeah. States because we did it ourselves. So it's, it's, it's kind of neat. It's fun. So, yeah, they're doing a standard release. It comes out September 20th, I think. It's, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it it came, it, I came out of the cinema kind of scratching my head for quite a, good, uh, a while, and I think that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. It's, it's one that will make you think. You get a lot for your money with Red State because, like, you get entertained, and then when you leave, it's a real conversation piece. Yeah. Kevin, it's lovely to talk to you, man. Best of luck with the, with the movie. And uh, if you come over again in February, give us a call. And, um, you know, Heartbeat, I would love to. Bless you, fella. Thanks, Ian. Check out Axe Cop. I'll speak to you soon. Take care, I man. will. Axe Cop all the way. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Bye. What a nice bloke, Kevin I Smith. I really hope he does come in in February. Oh, it'd be good, wouldn't it? He'd love Axe Cop. We should get the Axe Cop guys on again, because they're proper mental. We should get them on when they come we in. We should do. Uh, Red State, if you want to go and see it, it is, it is like four movies crammed into one. You start off with one thing, then it goes somewhere else, then suddenly it turns a corner, and then at the end you're going, What? What just happened there? It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's got some. It's got some great. You know. It's got gun battles in. If that's your. If that's your thing. It's got girls in shorts, uh, and it's got you know, questions. <laughs> it's a good movie. Kevin Smith. Uh, we got puppetry of the penis coming up. It's an action-packed show. 
Eloise, we're, we're on the radio. Stop flirting, with, stop flirting with the boys. You can hang in here if you want. You can hang in here. Listen to me talking all streaks. We've had Kevin Smith on. Yeah, the Kevin Smith. And now we've got the puppetry of the penis chaps. Hello, boys. Hello. Introduce yourselves to the ladies and gentlemen listening in Radio World. I am Rich. And I'm Fitchy. And uh, I saw your uh, your balls, your penises and your bums yesterday. I saw a lot. I saw pretty much everything. I saw more than I wanted to see, to be honest. (laughs) We were talking about this. For those who don't know, it's the puppetry of the penis. We've been banging on about it enough. You should know by now. But these chaps make shapes with their genitals. Uh, And I was saying to Eloise, who came last night... The penises and the testicles are fine. You know, that's kind of... That doesn't mean anything anymore. And it's, it's, It was the bums and the bum holes that I found really upsetting. The two bits, the two bits, without giving away too much of the plot. <laughs> the plot. When you were a Mexican, Fiji, and you yeah. were kind of like, like doing your limbo dance... Saw that then, <laughs> and then when you got that poor lady up from the audience, for goodness sakes, what on earth were you thinking there? Yeah, she gets a, a nice little look <laughs> into I, the eye of the tiger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She'll never be scared again. It was a brilliant show. We took Verinda along, who is is a, a regular listener, and he may call in. Although we're having a bit of trouble with our phones this evening, uh, and was worried that it would make him gay. But he came out, and he's he's no more gay than he was when he went in. So. If anyone is but concerned, is he straight? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Okay, <laughs> but he's still he's still the same. He's still pretty much the same percentage, right? Uh, what what kind of mix of audience do you normally get? Because I noticed there were kind of like a lot of your friends in the show last night, in the audience last night, and people that sort of industry people and stuff. You know, is it? Yeah, it was, it was kind of a showcase show last yeah. night, launching the tour. Yeah. What sort of people normally go? Well, the sort of people we had tonight, really, we had a couple of hen nights in, right. some birthdays, mainly yeah, mainly girls I mean, in the UK. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Yes, I'd say sort of 80 to 90% right. women in the right. UK. Different abroad in Europe, Australia as well. It's more sort of, you know, 50 50, 60 40. Because I've mentioned this to my wife. My wife has literally no interest in coming at all. She finds it absolutely disgusting. But I was telling her in front of my mum, right? And my, bless my mum, she's bonkers. <laughs> she went, Oh, that sounds a lot of fun. I'd love to come along. So I'm, I may be bringing my mum along a, a, one night to uh, stuff, yeah. look at your genitals. That's fantastic. <laughs> You want to see him again? Um, we were disappointed, Mister, that you didn't oh. get up on stage. Do you know what I was? I was. Re- I so nearly said it was, we, when we, we, when we wanted we, to call you out. Oh, I man. did almost. I did I almost say that. But I didn't want to put too much when pressure. We were in the studio that you covered up the camera. And stuff. Yeah, there was no said, way. Have we got any budding dick trickers out there, or any radio interviewers that have tried the tricks already on air? I was so tempted. There to. was literally no way I was going to get up on stage <laughs> and do the hamburger with you. But you worked it so well before. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was you very good. Yeah, I tell you, all your listeners really missed a good burger. You know, Ian has definitely got something you can get your teeth into, folks. Again, I showed that to my wife. I went home and, my, and I was going, I've, I've learned a trick. I don't want to sit. I really, she's quite posh, my wife. I really don't want to sit. And so one day she was in the kitchen and I got the burger out and I said, look, look, look at this. And she turned around and she went, Will you put that away? <laughs> Not impressed at all, I'm afraid. But uh, um, maybe it was a t- you served it up at the wrong moment. I, mean, <laughs> I, I think maybe I had too much relish on it. That could possibly, have been possibly. Yeah, could have been the thing. <laughs> I'm going to get your tour dates up because you've just come from High Wycombe. We have, yeah. We've zoomed zoomed over so quickly. In fact, that, you know, I just <laughs> got a speeding ticket. ticket. <laughs> no, did you? Seriously, yeah. Did you get the flash? Uh, no, was, it, was no, it a cop? No, it was a cop car pulled us over. Oh, but you don't live in this country. It doesn't mean no, anything. No, I do. I do live oh, do you? Yeah, I do. I live in London. So, yeah, so um, but that's mm. annoying. Um, you can't blame... The, they, if, they, you're they trying to blame well, if you're trying to blame that on us, though, that, it's not our fault. 
No, I was just so you... eager to get here. Okay, we're not we, paying we, the fine. Well, we thought Kevin Smith was here, so we were zooming across. <laughs> <laughs> How cool was he? That was really cool. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. That was a good fr- thing. Sitting in the car listening to that interview while I was being written a ticket. See, look at that. Your, your, Kevin Smith was your warm-up act this yeah, evening. Right. Yeah, that's a nice way of looking at <laughs> that's it. That's the yeah. best way to look at it. Um, do you, I was watching it last night, the show, and I was thinking, there is no way I could do what you do. Just even, I, I noticed you had, I think you both had shoes and socks on. Yeah, oh, we're not totally yeah, we're naked. Not, That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, we have shoes and socks on all the time. But just the, the moment when you whip... You start in dressing gowns. The moment you whip off the dressing uh, gowns... Robes, I think you'll find. Excuse me, but with, yes. with your names on as Case. well. Yeah, my, yeah. Uh, the, the first time you did that, what, what must that have felt like? I'm looking at you because you, you, you're like such a young, innocent young man. Yeah, well, it was, it was really terrifying for me the first time because I did it in New York for, just put that a, little bit for a few closer. hundred people. You. Yeah. You know, and I'd only ever done it for a handful of my friends at school when I was you know, really drunk. And yeah. they were really drunk. And so I, I wasn't sure how people that didn't know me were going to react. Yeah. And uh, no, they laughed, and, which is kind of strange that you want people to laugh at your genitals, but... You know, we do, and so... Are you not jealous of him? Because he's, he's got a bit of a tan now. He's, he was telling me he's been to Greece for a couple of weeks. He's got a stupidly good tan. He's, he's looking good. And he's I, got... I, I, went stu- I went up to the Highlands. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah, it's stupid, it's pale it? and pasty. I know, I know. I'm pasty as it is. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, we've done four weeks in incredibly wet Edinburgh. Yeah. And then, yeah, I went up for a week and a bit. How did Edinburgh go? Was it good? Yes, it was a great festival. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Had a really good, good venue. A lot of, lot of fun. The weather, yeah. weather was awful. So I hear. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun and yeah, quite a few sellouts and yeah, really good, really good time. You both have your own unique selling points. You've got an amazing ass. Oh, thank you. You've got, you know, I'm, I'm straight, I'm married, but you've got a great butt. And I was, I was, I spent a lot of time looking at. It going, I wish my butt was, was kind of that, that in shape. And you've got the most amazing low hanging testicles. I heard you mention this earlier. Yeah, I, incredible. I <laughs> But we we in in Edinburgh we did a show and we got a guy up on stage to do the hamburger with us. Yeah. Oh, and he yeah. had a testicle that was this uh, it was larger than a grapefruit. It was huge. He has this medical condition. Mm. And <laughs> so so Yeah, he's he's actually another Aussie performer, his name's Asher. And right. um yeah, he does uh works. When you say medical condition, thing. he's not gonna die from having a big No, no but no, but the, the you have fluid which flows around your testicles. Yeah. Epididymis or whatever it is all around. Don't get all medical you know, I've got to, you know, bring some culture to your show. You know? Yeah, please. Um, and, that, uh, and some intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it, it, it comes, you know, it seeps through, it goes, goes through his tubes and then out again. But yeah. unfortunately, one of his testicles, it doesn't seem to come out. It kind of goes up, fills up, fills, and just fills this sort of pocket of fluid in, and he eventually has to get it drained, but it's quite painful. So he doesn't rush to go and get no, it done. No, no. But seriously, we're talking this wow. size, one testicle. It was, a, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I was crying on stage, I was laughing. So I'm glad you're <laughs> laughing at another yeah. man's testicular yeah. misfortune, for it's goodness so sakes. <laughs> A grapefruit-sized testicle, a good-sized penis, and then a normal-sized testicle. Could it, it potentially explode? Very... tried to make the burger, right? But I mean, you, he lost the meat in the buns, and uh, it looked like a, a whale, which we named <clears throat> Moby Dick. Yeah, totally. Eloise, what were, your, what were your the highlights of the evening for you last night? Um, the piano playing was spectacular. Oh, the piano playing was funny. Oh, you saw you've not got headphones. You can hear the piano playing was very, very funny. Yes, we're very talented. Can you hear with those? With <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, there should be a little. There might be a little dial at the end of your lead that will uh, that will take you to uh, the wonderful voice of Eloise. She was saying that she enjoyed <laughs> the. Uh, is that any good? Yeah, I think we can almost hear Eloise now. I liked the piano playing. I was saying <laughs> that was awesome. My favourite. My favourites, and again, not giving away too much, but E.T. 
Um, and uh, I like the snail a lot. I thought the snail was... Um, the snail is always brilliant. Yeah. Went last time when we got that on camera. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> I zoomed snail. in on that. Yeah, your shaky camera work. <laughs> as you I were giggling away, laughing. it was hilarious. I was shaking so <laughs> much. <laughs> um, if you want to speak to the, the puppetry of the penis chaps, we're having problems with our phone, so people may not be able to get through, but it's 033-01232. Are you right to stick around for, for a little bit? Is that yes, OK? We'll, yeah, we'll, 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 got as long as you want we'll, we'll plug the website. There's a, there's a whole tour coming up, which I've got in front of me, so we'll... Uh, you can cough, don't worry. Okay. You can have a cough. <laughs> Kevin Smith was doing a poo, so you know it's you can do you can do pretty much whatever you want. Turn my head and cough. There we go. Oh, double three. Oh, one, two, three, twelve, fifteen. We'll speak uh, more to uh, the puppetry of the penis chaps after this. Loot Radio. You're listening to uh, Absolute Radio. Just just talking about how my contract's coming up uh, for renewal, and um, you boys are either going to make it or indeed what I like to call. Break it. It's all down on us, isn't it? It's all down. Let's, let's do some of the business, shall we? Puppetryofthepenis.com. Is that right? That's the website, isn't it? That's yep. right, yeah. Puppetryofthepenis.com is the place you can go. And it's got all the tour dates, and I think you can buy DVDs and books and the, the app and all of those things from there. Yeah. Uh, but some of the places, um, you're in Camberley tomorrow, uh, Portsmouth, uh, Hayes, Brighton, Wolverhampton, Glasgow. Oh, I wonder how it's going to go in Glasgow. They're quite tough up there. Yeah, no, I've, I've done Glasgow quite a few times. Yeah, yeah. I like it up there. Okay, yeah, we've got the King's Theatre there. That's that's going to be a good one. Well, it's a nice enough place, the King's Theatre. Uh, loads of places: Wimbledon, Stafford, Worcester, Ipswich, uh, Newcastle, Burnley. Loads. You, you're doing all through September, all through October, all through Dece- uh, November. Do you never, uh, you know, get bored of of doing? You're obviously having a lot of fun last night. That was obvious to tell. You were enjoying it. You could tell. <laughs> but do you never think, oh? God, I've got to go and show my penis again to those those idiots. I'm a trained actor, for God's sakes. <laughs> um, no, I just think about all my friends that are actors that aren't actually working at the moment. <laughs> that kind of moment we go, I'm getting paid to do this. We're working. It's great. No, it's a great fun show. Yeah, I, I really, I do enjoy doing it. I love the, um, I love doing other types of theatre and obviously filming as well and, and radio work, or whatever. Yeah, but but I, I do enjoy this el- the particular element here, which is 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 like there's no fourth wall. There's a full. Um, it's like stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Part yeah. of the expression, obviously. Yes. A bit like pantomime. We're, we're talking to the audience. This discussion. We're using heckles or whatever. And, yeah. And getting the audience to join in. I thought the audience were quite subdued last night. I was. Yeah, I they think were they were a little shy. Bit, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. They yeah. were a bit shy, yeah. especially because we were up in Edinburgh, and so they were just kind of wild up there. And you know, I told you, I think the last time we were on the radio, that four times I'd been groped on stage yeah. by yeah. by women that we'd brought up. So no, but. Um, that woman last night was cut. She was, I, I, you know, I don't want to dis- disparage her, but she was drunk. Surely, was I, I'm surprised she didn't go for the yeah, well, and, the grab or the, the the reach around or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it happens. Hopefully, we try and make sure that their hands are full with his legs. Right. <laughs> but I, I, we won't say what happens when an audience member comes up. Yeah, don't it, it is um, very special. And <laughs> nicely put. <laughs> very, very special. And the the when the house lights went on and you asked for a volunteer to come up and do the hamburger with you. Jeez, man, why would you? Does anyone actually get up and do oh, that? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the bit. This is the bit when you disappeared down into your we seat. We all, we all <laughs> you sank, sank into our seats at that bit, and Eloise sank down when um, they were telling me during the break, Eloise, that they were they were going to try and get one of us up. To do some, nah. to me to do the hamburger and you to. I wouldn't have minded going up. I don't think. Oh really? <laughs> you but really? I was hoping someone else was going to offer themselves at first, and that lady did, so I was saved. Oh, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm, 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 hey, we can do that tonight. We, <laughs> we've got his. Get back in here. Get back in here. You're just the right height. Now I know it's coming. There's no way. I'll, t- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what she told me she'd do once for five hundred pounds, and um, you'll see that actually. 
I won't say it on air. <laughs> I don't say it off air either. Don't say it off air, okay. I, w- I won't tell you what she said she did once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your your parents your parents still with us? Are they still around? And are they they yeah. they proud of you, boys? Yes, my yeah, my mom's seen the show twice. My sisters have seen the show. Right. My dad's seen the show. So and you, yeah, in, my family too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they love it. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not, not rushing to come back and see it again. <laughs> like, it, there is a bit of a kind of like, yep, yeah, you know, I've seen you do it. It's very good. It's great. But oh. you are my, you are my, you are my brother. You know, and my sister. Uh, you know, my sister said she was like, yeah, once is enough. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, they're very proud. They're they're happy. It's you know, we're, we're working and yeah. we're we're enjoying yeah. what we do and we're entertaining people. You know, it's you, funny, you man, saw. as well. That's the yeah. thing that it is. It is really. I you just remembered something. Oh, go on. The talking penis. Oh, that was out of order, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Even me and I've I've had a penis for most of my life. Well, the singing. Even one. I. It took me a while to work out what was going on there. <laughs> That was that was horrible. Did you know at the at the beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that was just cut that bit. It's horrible. <laughs> you shouldn't be that. That's going to be sore. It's, it's funny it, because there's like it gets there's a reaction. A, I mean, yes. you, yours not so, not so positive, when but it, it gets oh, a reaction. It's mouth Generally really fun. wide. Yeah, no, that's going to that's going to be sore. <laughs> that's going to hurt. Well, there's there's a moment not in, in when they open the curtains that the audience doesn't really know yep. what it is, and yep. then. After a few seconds, you hear the audience kind of recognizing yeah. what it is, yeah. and then it's kind of that disgust. Yeah. That's what I was like. I think. <laughs> I'm, yeah, let's not give too much away. No, listen. We could. I, I could tell you everything that happened in the show. There would still be plenty of surprises <laughs> in there. Because, Did you have a favorite trick? Uh, I think. I think um, the, the, the snail and ET were my two. My two oh, favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Et, I thought was. Et, I thought was quite cute. Yeah, obviously you've seen a couple. You've seen like the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, yeah. You've seen uh, you've seen the woman or the, the variations on the woman yep, yep, we do yep, yep, already. Yep. So um, it is uh, it is uh, it's so hard to describe. Oh, that grossed me out. The woman. The woman. I found that quite erotic actually. <laughs> yep. it was, my brain was confused. <laughs> my brain was confused. That's, that's the one that the straight men love. Yeah, they love they love the woman. Uh, it is. You know, you do think well, it's an hour long show. Really, what are they going to do for an hour? How are they going to drag this out? But. You know, it's every uh, every. <laughs> yeah. We fleshed it out pretty well, I reckon. <laughs> every twist and turn, literally. Uh, it was, was, oh, it was it was good fun. Uh, listen, you can stick around for another ten minutes. Is that all right? I've got to play a record because I'm a little bit behind on my music. But um, uh, property of the penis chaps are here. I think the phones are knackered. To be honest, I don't. I've got no idea what's going on. Line four has been phoning for the last hour and ten minutes and is unanswerable. So I think that's blocking the system up. Uh, but you can email us Ian at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. We'll give out the website uh, and um, we'll talk more penises. I'm never going to get that job on Radio 4 now. Thanks, guys. After this. I was just saying to the the, the chaps, the the tour is relentless. September, October, November, hardly any days off. You've got some nice theatres, you've got some theatres, I'll be honest, they sound a little bit. But the Jersey Opera House, three nights... At the Jersey Opera. That's, this is fantastic. I've no idea what it's like there, but just, by the name, it sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've never been to Jersey before, so um, yeah, it's going to be great. And three whole nights. They may not the let you island. off. They may not let you off the island. Really? They, you, they may keep you there as prisoners. <laughs> it's, it's possible. It, it, it could happen. Uh, if you want to find out more about the tour, uh, and you know, it is, it might not sound like this is this, this is the thing. I, I'm going to drag my wife along at some point. It might not sound like your thing, but it's just like a funny show that just happens to have penises in, I think, is um, the best way of describing it. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you, use, you use one of my quotes as well for the show in Leicester Square. The, uh, not since the Chocker Brothers are two 
Yes, that was... Dick's yeah. been so entertaining on stage. Yeah. You don't know who the Chucker Brothers are, do you? But it's, uh, believe no, me. I do, actually. Oh, yeah, really? I do, I do know who they are, yeah. It's... Yeah. it's uh, so it's a, that's, that was a really good line. No, thank you for that. Oh, I've always, wanted, I've always wanted my name on a poster. <laughs> it was for that. Uh, is is the website uh, to find out all the details of the tour. And, you know, you better get ready. They may be coming to your town to misquote the monkeys. Uh, there's DVDs. Uh, there are, um, I nearly said videos like we were living in 1987, <laughs> for Christ's sake. Uh, books. And there's the, uh, the app, the iPhone smartphone app. What does that do? Uh, that gives yeah. There's two. There's a uh, two two different apps: yeah, the beginner a... version and the expert version. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, each one has about ten, twelve tricks. Yeah. that you can go through, and it gives you like a four-step instruction. On and then it has it. a photo of what it's yeah supposed to look like. Yep. Yeah, so you got the photo. It's, it's a lot of the stuff from the book <laughs> and the little extra things there. Um, yeah, so you can you can get get that for your, for your smartphone, download that, or yeah. you can you can pick up the books as well and, and the DVDs. Have either of you got kids? No, because no. I was I was sat there last night. I got a little boy who's twenty months, and I was sat there thinking, what would my son, you know, when he gets older? And he goes, so, so daddy, what what do you do for a living? You know, what you, kids always ask, what do you do for a living? I go, well, one of the things I do is I get my penis out and make shapes with it, like much like this son. Look, <laughs> and I was trying to think how to explain. It's a weird, it's a weird um, kind of thing. It's just such an odd job. I can't get my head around. Your penis is, is what I'm trying to say. I, I'm quite quite grateful about that. That's it. Um, <laughs> no, it's yeah. I, I'd, I'd be quite proud actually. I've already. T- I've got. No, of course. I've got. A, I've got a nephew, and um, I'm very. Yeah, I keep teasing my sister about. Yeah, well, I've seen him doing stuff since he was a little kid, sort of playing with stuff, exploring his body. I think it's about time he started to learn how to do these. Are tricks. the English audience? Like, no. Are the English audience more reserved? Because we do. We are kind of uptight about sex and genitals and and stuff over here more so than I'd imagine in Australia and in New York, and certainly more so than the continent. But the audiences we get in, I wouldn't say. Now, once right. they're in there and they're like, there's a bit of a shock factor and they get yeah. into it and they enjoy it, that's yeah. fine. I think there's just a bit of a, a, um, a misconception, in my, in my view, uh, from, from guys coming and, coming and watching it. That's the only thing. We, we'd love more guys to come and enjoy it. The guys that watch it do enjoy it and, it, and, yeah. and see it, for, as you say, for what it is. It's yeah. a comic show involved and involving you know, genitalia, yeah. puns. Yeah, some innuendo, definitely. But yeah. um, it's a good fun show. Um, it's not. It's not a sexual thing. So we'd no. love to get more more variety in the audience in the UK because we get it far more in, in Australia. Uh, yeah, and blokes, come along and see it. You know, it is go and have a few beers and uh, enjoy this. I just remember the skateboard as well. <laughs> the skateboard's hilarious. <laughs> Did that blow your way. <laughs> we did it. We were there. We were doing it. We were doing it. We were certainly giving it a good crack. Uh, Richard Fisher, it's so nice to meet you. You're, you have an open invitation. Anytime, you know, if you're passing through town or if you're bored or if you want to show me your penis, I'm, gonna let, I'm not going to let you ask you to do any tricks tonight. I'm going to let you have um, the well, night off. I did want to let you know that uh, when you were talking to Kevin Smith about Liam Neeson, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Simon Morley was at a party with Liam Neeson. Simon Morley, the creator of Puppetry of the Penis, was yeah. at a party with Liam Neeson and spent about a half an hour in the bathroom showing him how to make, uh, I think it was the Pelican. Uh, and, and did Liam Neeson Liam indulge? Neeson was obsessed with trying to yeah. learn how to make... Wow. He, was, he was doing these tricks. Oh, uh, and, and, and his partner, his wife, you know, they, they could only do it in the toilet, so they were just doing it in there. They, and Liam Neeson was doing the tricks? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, doing, you should really totally have phoned up when Kevin oh, Smith was well, on. We, I was driving. Just, oh. Oh, actually, no, I just got a speeding ticket for trying you to get You got here. a ticket already. And no, no, you got another one, for God's sakes. He'd love to know. We'll, we'll, we'll get in touch with him and let him know that, that uh, that's what Liam Neeson gets up to at yeah. parties. <laughs> we're trying to get Simon in at some point as well to come in, because he he's the guy that invented it. Ten years ago, something like that. 
Uh, yeah, just uh, David. Yeah, more yeah. like 13, 14 years ago. Like when he got together with with, uh, with David Friend. Yeah. He seems so normal. You all seem so normal. This is the weird thing. I know you, you know. said that last time you met you met Rich. You, think you're, you know, you went, hey, you're you, fine. But you, you're such a nice, clean-cut <laughs> American. Did, oh. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And, and the high five as well. I just remembered from last night. It was a hor- it was a horrible show. Uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't. It was awesome. It was very very funny. Puppetry of the Penis in 3D. Puppetryofthepenis.com is the place to go. They they're doing tour all through, through until November. It's worth seeing. Rich Fitchie. Thank you very much for coming in. It's lovely to see you again. Cheers, mate. Uh, 0330123215. I keep giving the phone number out. The phone ain't working. I don't know why. Let's have this. Uh, somehow, we have the, the, the penis chaps here, which is uh, exciting. Thank you for sticking around, boys. Uh, somehow, someone has, has managed to sneak through our broken phone system. You can try the phones. 0330123215. Uh, who have we got on line one, please? Nick. Hello, Nick, and where are you calling from? Gloucestershire. From... Uh, I beg your pardon? Gloucestershire. One more time? Uh, Gloucestershire. OK, lovely. And uh, what, what can we do for you this evening? Um, I've seen the puppetry of the penis, guys. Oh, they're, they're, cool. they're still here now. They're still here. R- R- Rich and Fitch are here. Oh, hi, Rich. Hi, Fitch. Hi, hello there. Oh, nice one. I think... Um, it was nice of them uh, to say hello, yes. I'd have been angry if they hadn't said hello. That would have been rude of them, wouldn't it? That would have been well rude. It would have been well out of order. I would have stormed down there from Gloucester. Yeah, and I would have... Probably poured a little bit of paint on your pavement. Well, let's not get carried away, Nick, for goodness sakes. They are are, are visitors to this country. It would have been water paint. They don't know know our our manor system over here. What do you want, Nick? I'd just like to talk to you, to be honest with you. You do um, do what? I'd just like to talk to you. Okay, well, you are. But is there any way you can make it interesting? Yeah. Um, you know Kevin Smith? Well, I spoke to him. I don't know him. You know you spoke to Kevin Smith? Yes. Don't like him. OK. Let's go to line... The phone seems to be working now. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello? Hello, who's this? It's John from Glasgow. Hello, John from Glasgow. I found your station up about a year ago. OK. And yeah. was, did it go well? I'm not. I'm not a regular caller. Ian. Oh, I noticed. If, if you're leaving an annual uh, gap between each call. Yeah, well, it makes more sense that way. It does, doesn't it? You get Barry and all that come on and on every two or three days. And yeah, yeah. Apparently, Barry's got a show on radio too. He has. So, what can we do for you this evening? Not a lot. Uh... Okay. Uh, oh, look who's calling in, boys! It's your biggest fan, ladies and gentlemen. It's Verinda. Is she a girl? Is he a boy? We don't know. We have not got the evidence back from the laboratory. Verinda. Yes. Yes. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Do you want to say hello to Rich and Fitchy? Uh, yeah. Um, how you doing, Rich? Fitch. Good, thank you. I'm very well, thanks, Vinny. Nice to nice to speak to you finally. Yeah, I tried one of your uh, acts. Oh, what about dick tricks? Yeah. Oh, yeah, which one? How'd it go? Uh, I, was, I found the easiest one was uh, the hot dog. Yeah, hot dog. Are you sure the easiest one wasn't the tiny penis? No. Okay. Uh, it, was, okay. it was definitely the hot dog. Okay. Uh, and did you show uh, your mum? No, but oh. I, I was just in, a, I was in the bath. I thought, I might as well try it. Absolutely. One of the best places to try. Right? It's all warm and malleable and you're nice and safe, Vinny. Well done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just want to ask, doesn't it hurt? I mean, you're smashing your balls up with this left, right, and centre. No, I, <laughs> I don't remember seeing them smashing their balls up. Left <laughs> right. What show were you watching last night? Um, Are you sure that's not the dream you had afterwards, Finny? 
Okay, you. What about when you were waving your penis, mm. like um, you know, the, the fan? Oh yeah, that that was nasty. Which bit? The fan. Does the, the, the fan ever caught? Uh, unfortunately not. Okay. No. Yeah, okay. I, I'm a little wary. He gets very excited at yeah. that point there. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no, there's been no no danger. Uh, and another uh, thing: has your penis grown since? Uh, <laughs> You started this act. The thing is, it you sounds like, like a silly question. It's a genuine... He genuinely wants to know this. His brain yeah, isn't clever enough to think of not this the, as a joke. Vinny, you're not the first person to ask. Um, I, I feel yeah, like by, it does. Yeah, yeah, by the end, yeah, by the end of a long tour. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's extra you know, elasticity. And Vinny, I've noticed on the, the puppetryofthepenis.com website that they are looking for people to, you know, audition for the act and to take the act around the world. Is, I, I'm, I don't know. Is it something that you'd, you'd like to do, Vinny, when you grow up? Um, maybe, maybe. It does it pay well. It does, it, yes. It does play, pay pretty well, thank you very much, yeah. These, these guys are lighting cigars with £50 notes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, uh, uh, just one more question. I think it was Richard um, who uh, pulled his penis up his arse. <laughs> steady on, steady on, fella. I'm going to let that one go, but that's a yellow card. <laughs> does that make you gay? OK. <laughs> thank you, Vinny. Thank you very much. Well, <laughs> well if, Vinny, Vinny, you can try it and then you'll know yourself, mate. Uh, but, um, no, Rich, Rich, are you? Well, well, are you? No, you, you see, I was doing the woman, so it was... Um, a, 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 uh, can I say that? You can say vagina, because that's, that's medical. Yes, it was, it was a vagina, so I, I, I put my penis into my vagina. OK. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, a, that's a very straight thing. You, you can't say that. Line two, you're on the wireless. Uh, hello there, Ian. Right, basically, I'm, I'm on holiday at the moment. And okay. I'm in Cornwall. Oh, um, good for you. Do you reckon maybe I'll do a pasty? Can you do a Cornish pasty? Uh, that's, a, that's quite a good you one, You probably actually. could yeah, with yeah. a bit of work. Yeah, that, I think we're going to work on that. That's a really good one, yeah. Are you, going, are you going down to Cornwall at all? You we, must we're be going, going around We're going down to Torquay. OK, you've yeah, got to work out a pasty Torquay, for that. We're doing the princess in Torquay, so, um, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good one. I, I'm, I'm tempted to actually start having a go at that right now. Don't, please don't. I no, really no, don't okay. ever want to see it And again. we have to work on uh, Eloise Suggested the Snowman, so... Yeah! So we're going to work on that for her. Eloise, the frosty snowman. Yeah, you've, got, you've got to call it, use her name to describe it. That's that's the thing. <laughs> Fame at last, Eloise. Yeah, in the penis form. OK. Line four. Oh, hang on a second. Line five, you're on the wireless. Shabba. OK. On that bombshell, I think we're going to play some adverts. Ah, so some phone calls, shall we, dear listener? Oh, double three oh, one two three twelve fifteen. The phones are kind of working, but kind of not working, and kind of sort of working a little bit, but maybe not. Uh, Rich and Fitchy are here uh, from the puppy of the penis. Oh, look, we've got a call that you're like this. Is uh, if I can just get this to work properly, let's go to um, line one. You're on the wireless. In one minute, Neptune travels two hundred and one miles in its orbit around the sun. Globule. Thank you very much. That's Looney John who. Uh, Calls in regularly and um, tells us interesting things like that. <laughs> you're, you're all looking like, what? <laughs> what, okay. what, what was happening? This isn't this isn't Five Live. This isn't what we were promised. Yeah. We only know about Uranus. Yeah, who was discovered? Well, I went to the the Sir William Herschel Grammar School. Sounds posh. It's not. It's in Slough. So therefore, by default, it can't be posh. But Herschel discovered Uranus, and so every year we would just make hilarious. We would do the Uranus gag all the time, and we could say it and, and, and get away with it. The teachers couldn't tell us off. He discovered the bloody planet. <laughs> it's a stupid name, though, isn't it? You'd, you'd think you'd come up with something a little bit. Do you, Rich, you get the joke, yeah? Oh yeah, no, I totally. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, really blank. Was it? Know. No, no, no. Was it? Was why is that its name? It's, it's, because it's, it looks like a bumhole. <laughs> 
It's got a black hole. Fair enough. I don't know. Is it, is it from a Greek or, or probably or those Greeks invented it, didn't they? <laughs> All of that. My wife's half Greek, so I can be a little bit racist towards the Greeks. I think with impunity. I think that's how it really? works. <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> when uh, you get home. We're, we're fine. <laughs> well, I said my, so it means my son's a quarter Greek. So I, I must. I must be able to. My flesh and blood is a bit Greeky, so I can probably say pretty much <laughs> Greeky. Is that Greek. that's Greeky? You can say that, can't okay. you? Uh, Go on. Since he, since he was a child, has he been throwing around his... his oh, don't say, cups and don't, stuff. don't say like that to that. my mother-in-law. <laughs> hello. She goes, what do you think, I'm a tourist? We don't do that. She gets very <laughs> upset. Yeah, uh, yes, hello, who's calling? Uh, yeah, uh, just me again. Oh, I'm uh, Brenda, how lovely. Yeah, uh, I'm just wondering, can you uh, do God. two uh, snooker balls or uh, pool balls colliding? Um... What, All those, those like, executive, like an executive toy. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, we'd only have to do two because we don't get close enough to do <laughs> well, four. Well, you got quite close. There was a bit last night when you almost touched. There were a couple of bits last night when you almost touched. And maybe there is something in you, you getting your four testicles. Yeah, like swinging. the Olympic torch. Like the Olympic, uh, what? Oh, yeah, the Olympic torch. That, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah they touched each other then. No, well, not quite, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> nearly, you nearly. Wish, you wish for Enda, huh? Yeah, that's what you saw, mate. That's yeah. what you saw. What you filled say? in the blanks. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, they, they do, we do get quite close, but we try not to touch at all. Okay, okay. Vinny, say hello to line... Oh, Vinny's gone. Line two, you're on the wireless. Welcome to the Choosing Between Two Things service. Oh, Fitcher, you can do this. <laughs> Would you like me to, A, tell you about Greek fire, or B, sing the Greek national anthem? Oh, I'm, I'm going to have to go with B. Yeah. You're listening to Absolute Radio. <laughs> While we're doing that, Twitter's weird, isn't it, right? We're talking about how weird people are. And someone is, is, has done a tweet that is um, for a very good, obviously for a very good cause, OK? The tweet is, and it's, I'm not being flippant about this cause at all. The tweet is, uh, no, ch- is he still going? Yeah. no child deserves to be abducted from their family and forced to become a soldier. Retweet if you agree. Now, I'm thinking... I, I agree. I agree. I don't need to retweet to agree with that. But if I don't retweet, does that mean that I'm kind of giving a thumbs up to children being abducted and becoming soldiers? No. I think I think there are some tweets and retweets that you just don't need to go with. It's, just like, yeah, it's like those chain letter things. Yeah. If you don't do this, then you're a heartless bastard. No, get, yeah. get stuffed. He's still going. hydraulic mechanism for projecting it are still... Is he going into fire now? Some combination no, this of is still part of the Greek national <laughs> <laughs> This is the, the second verse. You don't get to hear that yeah, often. Yeah, no, no. Which could be forced onto enemy ships, causing terror and destruction. Okay, we're gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll fade him down and we'll, see, we'll come back to him a little bit. If he's still there, let's go to uh, line two. Two, uh, two, you're on the wireless. Is that the Cypriot national anthem? <laughs> when the opening ended, down to 1077... The mechanics of Greek fire are vividly depicted. I feel re- really sorry for Polly, who comes in after this. You know, she's got to clean up the mess that we, we've destroyed the station, and she has to come and rebuild it again all through the night. Through a long tube, it burns on the water between the two vessels and engulfs the enemy ship. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. So that's there. there. I feel slightly cheated by John there because he, he he gave us the option of one or the other. You chose the national anthem, then he, he gives us the Greek fire anyway. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I did, that was. That's not playing the game. That's I played not, fair. I played fair. I chose one. And he gives both 
Unbelievable. Where are you off to tomorrow, boys? Uh, we're off to Camberley. Camberley. Yeah, we've got Camberley, Portsmouth, uh, Hayes and Brighton. Is it a week. sensible tour? Is it a tour where the kind of the dates follow? Or is it one of those crazy tours where you're up there, you're down there, you're over there? You, is this, this week isn't too bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and next week starts off quite well. But then there's a few There's a couple crazy. of random jobs, yeah. Mm. Yeah, when we go down to Torquay. You think someone... Hey, do, would you, whatever dude is booking this tour, could you not look at a map? For, instead yeah. of just doing it alphabetically, for God's <laughs> sakes? <laughs> yeah. Exactly all you need right. is a map. Um, Rich Fitchie, lovely to meet you. No, uh, uh, penis.com it, it really is it, it sounds like it, it shouldn't work but it's a fantastic fantastic show it's, it's hilariously funny and uh, you both do it superbly so well done you chaps uh, that's it Polly James will come in and we'll hopefully do a decent show because this has been a complete and utter tosh um, I may be here tomorrow who knows I may have a breakdown and check myself into the priory until then ta-ta Yes, he kissed the girls and made them cry Those hard-faced queens of misadventure God knows what is hiding in those weak and sunken lights Fiery thrones of music